0: What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. You are listening to the 108th episode of the podcast. Jack, it's just Jack and I today. Um, today, we're going over NFL overreactions through two weeks uh, of the NFL's action. How are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling great. How's fantasy I
0: love- going? I, I We kind of uh, put a teaser out there uh, today of how... I get A snapshot of how our teams are doing, but you want to just start off with that. How's it? How's it going so far? You're in five leagues.
1: I'm in five leagues. Um, I don't know my overall record between the five. Um, but I
0: know, I know mine.
1: Yeah, Mitchell's ten and zero between his five, or four, five, ten. Um, I mean, we put on our story. I had a pretty devastating week. I put up 149. And lost, put 136. My awful team put up 136, mind you, and lost, so that's never going to happen again. Um, I lost Saquon in another league, I pulled out two wins in the other leagues. I hate this game we play.
0: Yeah, I I had Saquon obviously on my dynasty team, and you know, that's a big blow. Um, my team is pretty loaded, so I'll, I'll be fine, but you know, it's just never a good thing when you lose your best player like that. So, and especially in in a redraft league where most of the teams obviously start off pretty balanced and then you lose right. your first round pick like that. It's never a good thing at all. And we hope uh, Saquon makes a full recovery very quickly and he's going to be all right. Um, yes. we're thinking about him.
1: Best and running he, back mean, of all time.
0: He probably should because, I mean, you can't say for certain because, you know, anything is within the realm of possibility, but he's a 23-year-old running back. Um, and he should bounce back. I mean, we see a lot of guys nowadays recover fully from ACL injuries, and you know, uh, produce to where they were, and maybe even a little bit better. Right. Um, AP. Cooper Cup, Adrian Peterson, Dalvin Cook. Uh, I mean, there, there's there's a lot of examples of guys coming back from it and coming back strong. So we, we think he'll make a full recovery, and he should be good to go. And it's but it, nonetheless, it's sad and. And not not just Saquon. There was a lot of guys, obviously, with a, with ACL injuries and high ankle sprains, and just it, it was just right. a crazy week, and not in a, not in a good crazy way.
1: Right. Yeah, Saquon. If you listen to this, we're in your corner, <laughs> um, and everyone else, as you mentioned.
0: Right, and uh, I mean, I think I think Adam Schefter said last night on Monday Night Football there was like seven ACL tears in Week Two alone.
1: Um, a lot of ACLs.
0: Yeah, it's that's not good. So thoughts and prayers to everyone that got hurt, and let's ho- hope hopefully that this is this is the the worst of it. And um, it's gotta you know, be. Injuries are you know always gonna be part of the game because it's just a violent game by nature. But um, yeah, hopefully it, this is yeah the worst is behind us. All right, uh, so we're gonna get into today's topic of discussion. We're addressing. Common overreactions uh, through the two weeks of NFL action.
1: I'm not. I don't know sure how common mine are. I just love overreacting to stuff.
0: Okay, sorry. So maybe I may have misinterpreted what we're doing here exactly. <laughs> so I the way I did it was, you know, these are overreactions of the the consensus public, and I'm like, okay, slow your slow your roll. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I did it.
1: All right. This still leads to debate, though. I got my overreactions. I was offended the grave.
0: Okay. All right. So these, all right. So I I'm going to argue,
1: I'm going to argue for the common folk against you for years.
0: Okay. All right. So that, that's good. I, we, we didn't, we, we didn't, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I misinterpreted what we were doing exactly, but this is good. We'll get a good mix of, uh, of things here. You'll hear Jack irrationally uh, state his point for some things and, and I'll, um, I'll calm him down. all right right. so yeah sorry i want to i want
1: to to go no no no. you 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 kick us off then i want to i want to hear uh what you what you want to put the fire extinguisher over which flames
0: okay all right so yeah we we each came up with three yeah um and uh, i guess you'll hear them in a second here so i guess i'll kick us off the first thing i have uh let's see I'm, i'm thinking of which one of the three i want to say first all right we'll go with um so, obviously, the Minnesota Vikings, they're 0-2. I think that people are just uh, discounting them way too quickly. I know they've looked putrid out there. But this is a team that I picked to win the division. I think you picked to win the division, right? Yeah, I did. You did? Okay. Um, I had them at, I think, 10-6. and 6. You probably had them around there as well.
1: I, I think, yeah, 11-5. and 5.
0: So, yeah, obviously the Minnesota Vikings have had, you know, it's worst case scenario so far through the first two weeks. Uh, they're 0-2 with losses to the Green Bay Packers in week one. That was kind of a kind of a blowout. Uh, Green Bay dominated that whole entire game. And then in week two, it was the same story. They played the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. They lost 28-11. to and uh, they've looked really, really bad. Kirk Cousins, especially in the game against Indianapolis, has looked really, really bad. And I heard – I don't know where I heard this. I think it was on uh, CB, CBS Sports Fantasy Football Today podcast. Um, the Vikings have had 42 minutes of total time of possession between the two games, not just one game, two games. They've had Jeez. 42 minutes, which has to be the lowest I – don't, I don't have it in front of me, but it has to be the lowest – in the league like that that's that seems like it's record-breaking territory so it's been really bad Kirk Cousins obviously threw three interceptions last game and I don't think he had a touchdown um they're just not controlling the ball at all the defense especially looks really really bad and um but part of the reason why I think they'll come together um Daniil Hunter is out he was started the season on the three-week IR so he he can He'll at least miss one more game, potentially a couple more. But, you know, they'll have him back within the next few weeks or so. Yeah. And in Ngakwe, we just touched on it, I think, on either last episode or the episode before, literally just got to the team, like, a couple days before the season started. So, you know, he's going to get more acclimated as the season progresses. And, you know, this is just a team with a lot of talent on defense. And you'd have to think, like, okay, they may not be the the defense they once were but they're going to start to put it together and I think they'll be at least serviceable as the season goes on. Um, in terms of the offense, they just have like, I think Dalvin Cook has 25 carries between the two games, 25 or 26 carries. And um, he's been okay. He's been all right for fantasy because he scored, um, but they just need to give him the ball more. And, you know, I, I've obviously I've uh, been saying the off season, I think Dalvin will get hurt. I'm very concerned about his injury history, but, you know, I, I think you just got to give him the ball, and that they're the best when they're running the ball a lot. And if it's not Cook, then give it to Madison because he's looked he looked really good in week one, not so much in week two. And, you know, maybe the loss of Stephon Diggs may be too much to overcome, and that loss may be, I don't know, an underrated subtraction from the team. But, you know, maybe Justin Jefferson gets more acclimated as the team goes on. I, I mean, sorry, as the season goes on, but I just think the Vikings will – put it together and I still have hope that they're going to squeak into the playoffs. Maybe not as a division winner anymore because Green Bay's looked really good, but I, I think that, I think they could be still a team that, you know, gets in as a wild card team. I don't know. What, what do you think about that? I know I said a lot.
1: I'm really trying to think of an argument against what you said um, to bash the Vikings, but I just can't. Um, I hyped them up pre week one I think it was pretty whatever. I think our last episode I hyped them up, um very excited for to watch this Kubiak Cousins like um duo offensive corner quarterback duo. Uh, obviously it was a uh, pretty stagnant last game. They got going towards the end of the Packers game in week 1. Um but you I think you touched on the key point. I the defense yes, but also I think Diggs was an under underrated loss or just uh I mean I I'll put myself at blame for that too. I I didn't think too much of it even though I've always been a fan of Diggs. I think that's just because I've I really like Justin Jefferson coming in, but uh almost every rookie wide receiver they don't they take a little bit to develop um and just to get more acclimated especially in a season like this. Um so as yeah, the season progresses, I think uh, you hit the nail on the head. Jefferson will progress um Dalvin's look good so far. Um, yeah, he's, I, he's been
0: he's been alright. They just needed to I think they need to give him the ball a little bit more and establish more of an identity because that's that's who I think they are at the yeah. best running the ball effectively. Right. And um yeah, I mean they just need to have the ball for longer. You can't have the ball for 42 minutes in 2 weeks and expect to do anything resembling a win. So Right. And then here run, run the this ball is, and control the clock.
1: After weeks like this is when uh, Kirk Cousins uh, critics come out, come firing on all cylinders, saying he's a bad average average to bad quarterback, but then everyone wants to be silent when he, he's in these shootout games where he puts up numbers when he which he can. Um again it just in part maybe he's got a he lost digs. I don't know. I think he's the more talented number one receiver last year in the couple of years. So I mean that just takes a little bit to to adjust. And with a rookie wide receiver who I think will be good, uh, I think they will come. So I agree with you. Don't don't uh, don't slander Minnesota yet.
0: Right. I mean, it could easily go south. I mean, if they start off like one and four, one and five, that's that's pretty tough to come back from. And you know, there's only a handful of teams that have started off that that poorly and you know end up nine and seven or ten and six and make the playoffs. I think the Texans did it a couple years ago, but you know. At that point, you know it's going to be pretty hard, but 0 and 2, it's definitely still possible for them to squeak in this, in the playoffs, especially with the the expanded postseason this year. True. Sure. All right. What what do you have?
1: Um, my first overreaction is Russell Wilson will be the MVP.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, that's not. That's not. I don't think it's an overreaction uh I, it's not because I mean he is the favorite right now
1: well I'll overreact I'll, I'll tell you what his stats are what he's on pace for which will 100% happen because he's known for keeping his week two pace you ready his completions percentage is probably at an all-time season high if he kept this up eight two and a half uh past ratings at one break the NFL
0: record by like I think eight percentage points
1: pass the ratings at 140 it's near perfect which i think is like what set 158 i think i think record for best pass rating this season is 120 um on pace for almost 4900 yards and this is the one he's going to hit 72 touchdowns he's on pace for passing touchdowns Yep, like that's just a unanimous mvp mm-hmm. even more un you know, the most unanimous mvp ever He's gonna yeah. do it. His wide receivers, uh I think have emerged into I don't wanna say elite I'm gonna say elite duo. Um
0: it is an elite duo. Uh
1: they're dangerous. Um and I think this team Chris is, Carson's just
0: so good still. Like people don't realize like every year people are like, eh, it's just Chris Carson, but he's so he's good.
1: I don't trust his health as you don't trust Dalvin's health, which may lead to more pass attempts. And I really, nine passing touchdowns already, like, it's their, Seattle's motto is like, like the fan base motto is let Russ cook. And um, as you said, yeah, their run game is, is good, but like you got to let Russ run wild. Like he's so good. And I think, this team with the addition of Jamal Adams, they still have Bobby Wagner. Like they got pieces on defense. It's not a perfect defense, but uh, I think it's going to, they're going to go far, which again bodes well for an MVP candidate.
0: Right. So I, uh, I picked Seattle to go to the Super Bowl. Um, it was them in Kansas City in the beginning of the year. And uh, I still think, I mean, I'm sticking to that through two weeks. I, th- I think they will get there. But, uh, I don't know. I, I The defense does – I don't think the defense is as good as everyone thinks it is. I mean, they got absolutely torn to shreds, honestly, the past two weeks. Atlanta did well on them, and, uh, you know, Cam threw for almost 400 yards against them, so.
1: Well, Cam's another th- story, too.
0: Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I, he is the favorite, and he's the favorite for good reason. Um, he has almost as many touchdowns as incompletions through two weeks. That's a fun stat to throw out there. True. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys that could challenge him, obviously. Like, you know, Kyler's having a fantastic start to the season. Josh Allen is uh obviously Lamar and Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and Dan Prescott. So there's a lot of names, but he definitely stands out and, you know, for good reason, like you, you just said. So I I think he you know, I I don't think it's an overreaction because he'll um I know. I see him being right there until the end. I mean, he's just very perfect and defies all the the statistics. So, uh, all right, I'll go now. My second one. Uh, let's go with um, people. I guess are crowning Calvin Ridley the number one receiver in Atlanta, but he's not. Um, it's still Julio Jones, and I think you said this actually a couple of days ago, right? I did. Yeah, so you and others are crowned. I mean, technically, yeah, he is the number one receiver in fantasy football right now and by a pretty big margin. Um, But, this, yeah, this is not a knock knock on Calvin Ridley. I mean, he was one of the players I was targeting in all my drafts. I only was able to get him in one. And, uh, I mean, part of the reason also why I didn't get him in a lot because I did get Julio Jones in a lot of them. So, didn't want to pair them. Um but yeah, Calvin's not doing this without Julio on the field. He was hobbled with a hamstring injury in uh, last Sunday. Um and uh, if he catches that touchdown no one is talking about. He didn't. Yeah, but like it happens sometimes. Like if if I think if he catches that they he would have had I think 15 fantasy points and no one is talking about anything here. So Well
1: but here's he the thing, though.
0: Like, it's not. It doesn't even matter. Like, They're both going to be top eight fantasy receivers this year.
1: Well, my overreaction is that Calvin Ridley will lead the league in receiving yards.
0: I don't think he'll even rec- – I think he has a chance to do it in touchdowns. I don't think that – I don't think it'll be yards.
1: He's going to do it in both.
0: You think he's going to lead the league in yards and touchdowns? Yes. No.
1: This is not his pace. This is his pace. 176 targets, 128 receptions, 1912 yards, and 32 touchdowns.
0: Hey, he's <laughs> 32 touchdowns.
1: He's gonna do it. Yeah, he um, might lead
0: it in in touchdowns, but I just don't see yards.
1: But I've, I, yeah, I've been a proponent of saying this is, this is Ridley's. He's gonna take over as their number one receiver. At least, maybe not even, maybe not talent, but from a, from a production standpoint, he will. Um, Julio, he's allergic to the end zone. I mean, Julio is a top talent receiver, like top three receiver, talent-wise. Top two, maybe. But he just doesn't score, and that's part of production. He doesn't score, which will drop the mic. Um, that just inevitably, Ridley's going to find the end zone and make up for that. Like this offense, yeah, they'll, pro- they'll produce two top – Fancy receivers. I just think Ridley's going to be the more productive wide receiver one. Like the Falcons are I can't even, I can't even put the words what the Falcons are. Um <laughs> like every yeah, well, game. What,
0: what what's what's drop the uh, talk about the receivers for a second, just talk about the game in general. Well, I that just think
1: the, yeah, yeah, from last week, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was I mean that was absolutely crazy. I mean, I, it, I didn't
1: even pay attention to. It. I I had to go um when the Cowboys were driving down when they were um, before their onside kick before that touchdown, I, like, I stopped paying attention to it. Cause like, I just, this is over. um, And then like, I went somewhere and I came back and looked in my phone and I checked the, cause I want to check Dak's stats and like the Cowboys won. <laughs> and then, um, I mean, yeah.
0: So you didn't see the onside kick until I saw, later? I, yeah.
1: Yeah. I didn't see it in, in live. I mean, like twenty minutes after it happened, but yeah, I saw it. It's just how stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, it doesn't make any sense. They were down twenty to nothing. The the, sorry, the Cowboys were down twenty to nothing. Um, sometime in the first half, and then I think with five minutes left, the Falcons were up by fifteen, and uh, the Cowboys win in regulation. Yeah, it was not yeah, over. They, yeah, yeah, they They won regularly, so doesn't doesn't make any sense. Um,
1: I mean, do you saw the stat that uh, since 1933, teams that have scored 39 points with zero turnovers are 440, and now one. <laughs> yeah, first team since 1933 for that to happen that's incredible. Um right. But I guess to get back on the wide receivers, I mean, it, going along the same narrative, they're gonna they're just gonna be in so many shootouts. This is going to be such a high powered offense. They got the Packers on their looking at their schedule they got the Packers. That can be a shootout. They play the Panthers twice which you wouldn't think is a shootout but they got a terrible defense and they proved in week 1 that they can put up they put up they put up like 40 they put up a lot of points in week 1 against the Raiders. Um Falcons also got the Lions. I refuse to go up in the Lions high powered offense. They got the Saints twice. Uh they play the Bucks Bad pass defense twice. They got the Chiefs. Like, they're going to be, there's going to be a lot of volume here. And to your point, that the yes, they will produce two uh, top fantasy receivers, but Ridley is going to be the wide receiver one.
0: To be honest, I mean, you could even be right. I don't, I'd still lean on the side of Julio, but it really is splitting hairs and it really doesn't matter because for all the reason you just said, they are going to. They might throw the ball a record amount of times. And you said there's going to be a lot of shootouts. Um, and Todd Gurley has not looked good. He's looked very inefficient when getting the ball. I think they only gave him – well, they didn't give him 20 carries last game. I'm going to check what his, you know, yards per carry were right here. I'm going to pull it up. So, first game he has averaged four yards a carry, then 2.9. So, You know, he hasn't looked very efficient. They haven't targeted him in the passing game. So, it's just going to be a heavy, heavy volume. And I I said top eight a couple minutes ago. I'm going to say they could both be top five. They could be, yeah. I mean, Julio is like, yeah, he didn't have a great game last last week. And, obviously, injuries can derail anyone. But, assuming he plays all 16 games or 15 games, like he's going to be a top five receiver. And I think – and Ridley, obviously, is looking like that too. So,
1: Right. Maybe yeah. I
0: should. I I said earlier I didn't want to have both these guys, but maybe it would not have been a bad move to get both of them. To be honest, and it, honestly, this is a rare exception where that could have worked out. So,
1: like, I think that we can already lock this in to be the best, like, high-scoring wide receiver duo for fantasy purposes since Juju and AB, twenty eighteen. Um,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, they'll probably. Exceed, I mean, Chris Chris Godwin and Mike Evans last year, but
1: maybe that I don't know, but I think that. Well yeah, for the sake of our argument between Julio and Ridley, we're splitting hairs, it doesn't really matter, at least for fancy purposes. But for my overreaction on Ridley, I don't that is my point against all the other receivers in the NFL that Ridley's gonna be lead in yards and touchdowns, just for the everything I just said, how high powered offense and that we'll just keep producing. So that's why that's that's the reason for my overreaction for Ridley.
0: Right. Uh, like I said, I could, I could definitely see touchdowns, but I'm just not quite there on yards yet. Um, you know, you look at Ridley throughout his first two years, it's been, I know obviously he's progressing in his third year to even, uh, bigger heights and, you know, producing even more, but 10 touchdowns and like 860 yards or something like that. And then last year he had 800 something in seven. So, um, he's always been able to find the end zone and, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I think maybe Adam I mean Adams now with he is a hamstring injury so who knows about that but he could lead the league in yards and I don't know there's a couple other guys but I, I don't quite see yards but yeah touchdowns he's looking like he is four four through the first 3 weeks right yeah, I mean four, 2 weeks
1: four and so, he leads the league in yards now tied with Diggs at 239 I believe
0: right All right um do do you want to go next or I mean you that's go. your second one, right?
1: So, yeah, that's my second one. So you can go. All
0: right, so this one I had a little trouble coming up with. I actually was thinking about a couple different teams to talk about here, um, but I think we should talk about the Buffalo Bills.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: they are they're two and zero. They yes. have, and you know Josh Allen, I think has the fifth best odds I think to win MVP right now or something like that me, 417 yards and four touchdowns in week two. That's off the top of my head. That is not – I didn't have that up, but I think that's that's what he had.
1: I had his totals up. He leads in passing yards. So,
0: yeah, wh- what are they if you want to read them off?
1: Uh, 729 passing yards. Um, whoops, I lost it. Completion percentage is 70.4. Uh, he's got five, six passing touchdowns with a passing rating of 122.9. He's looked good.
0: Yeah, he has been. I I know this is going to be a common narrative, but they have played the Jets and the Dolphins. Sure. And for not for nothing, they have they let both of the teams kind of stick around. Um, they they beat the Jets by four and they beat the Dolphins by three. So, I yeah, I know they're division opponents as well, and these these franchises all know each other pretty well. But you know the Jets are looking like a historically bad, like they're just really bad, and then okay. the Dolphins. You know, we have high, hope for, high hopes for them, and, you know, maybe they'll be more competitive as the season goes on, but, you know, they're not a good team as of right now. And uh, uh-huh. <laughs> the, the Bills did have some injuries on their defensive end, but, you know, I, I don't know. I just think that, I and don't get me wrong, I, I picked Buffalo to win the division. I still think they probably will, but I don't know. I, I still don't see them as like a true deep playoff run threat. I think they're a playoff team for sure. You can't, you have to, you can't deny that, but I don't, I don't know. I think people are still thinking like, okay, maybe Buffalo can win two playoff games, maybe get to the AFC championship game or something like that. And Stefan Diggs obviously had two big games, but he's been kind of known throughout his career to be up and down, you know? So I think, you know, it's not a terrible idea if you want to try to, Sell high on Stefan Diggs in fantasy if you own him. Uh, Maybe someone has, uh, I don't know, Michael Thomas or something, and they're struggling receiver. Maybe you want to trade them Diggs or something like that. So, you know, maybe look into that. Um, You know, Diggs will obviously have games like this throughout the season, but there's going to be a couple, uh, you know, single-digit games from him. So, I don't know. I just think the Bills in general, I mean, you know, they're a great team. I love how well-coached they are. And, sure. um, you know, Jake might be listening to this and, and, uh, I don't know, disagree, but, you know, I think their ceiling is still where it was last year.
1: Um, I agree with a lot you said, I guess I'll just touch on all the Aces teams as you did one jets historically bad. You got that one, right? Two dolphins are bad right now. I think, I think everyone knows what the, what, what the, what it's signed for. Tell us what, time, what it's time for in Miami.
0: Des Bryant.
1: D- true. It should be Des <laughs> Bryant's time. He, he, he does need to sign with the Dolphins, but it's Tua time in Miami. Like, what are we waiting for here? Um,
0: I want him to start so bad on Thursday, and it could be Tua versus Gardner Minshew. That'd be awesome. I, um, even if Tua doesn't play, which, I you know, there hasn't been any reports that he's going to, but – I'm still like kind of excited for that game on Thursday. Oh, I am I- too.
1: It I'm excited for this DFS slate on Thursday. I can talk about that later at the end if we want. Um, but going back to the AFC East, uh I still think the Patriots are going to win this division. I love Cam and I think that Belichick and Cam are going to are just going to get it done. They're only I mean, they're one and one. They faced maybe the hottest team in football right now in the Seahawks. And it took them to the last play. So they're right up. They can compete with the best of them. Um, Belichick has proved that, you know, he could take our fantasy league owners on defense. And uh, he can still win 10 games. Um, So, but yeah, I agree with what you said about the Bills. I just, they're definitely a playoff team, but for some reason I just can't see, I can't see them being a true contender I guess we just got to wait and see like I mean we're overreacting but like um yeah no I Allen's yeah we Allen hasn't like blown us out of the water in his first two seasons and it's like a full season of Josh Allen like maybe he takes the next step this year which that can happen that can most certainly happen which if he does then we'll be more comfortable talking about them as contenders um yeah, because I think I mean they have an elite defense. Um, we obviously the Josh Allen's. It's a big, that's the big thing here. Um, their run game is competent. I think with Singletary and Moss, um, they have good, very good passing options with Diggs and probably the another top three receiver and Cole Beasley and um, John Brown.
0: Right. So I mean. Great coach. I, you can't take any anything away from what Josh Allen has done. You know, like you just said, he leads the league in passing yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions through three weeks, and you know he's looked fantastic. And you you got to give credit where credit is due, and you you can't fault him for playing these two teams for the first two weeks. They didn't just choose their schedules, but you know, I mean, he's had stretches of this last year. Um, when they played Miami, he had four hundred seventy. excuse me, 457 yards and five touchdowns and no interceptions for the two games they played Miami last year. Um, You know, against Cleveland last year, he has 266 yards and two rushing touchdowns. And like, yeah, against these bad teams last year, he looked really, really good. But, you know, played New England last year, two games, I mean, he had scored 28 fantasy points in the two games against them last year. Uh, They played Baltimore, he has 10 points. Pittsburgh, 16 points. So, you know... Against better defense, he struggled a little bit, and you know, we're just, like you just said, it's a wait and see approach with them, and and Josh Allen specifically, and um, right. This is not us saying that he's a bad quarterback, and he's a, I say he's an above average quarterback, but I don't, I, you know, I I understand why he's like the fifth favorite to win MVP now, but you know, I I don't see it being sustainable. Like I think his odds are definitely going to drop.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: So, yeah, that that's kind of what I was that. I was deciding between a couple of teams, but I you know, I thought it was important for us to talk about Buffalo a little bit. Yeah. All right, I'm ready for your last one.
1: My last overreaction. And then we'll mean? give
0: some and then we'll give some bonus uh showdown slate for Thursday DFS for a quick five sure. minutes. But sure yeah, go down. ahead.
1: Um uh, my last overreaction, which is one hundred percent not an overreaction at all.
0: You've said that for all of them, but okay, go ahead.
1: The Las Vegas Raiders will make the playoffs. No, they will. They will make the playoffs. I want to bet on this. I want to put money where my mouth is. I'm gonna. I want to bet on the Raiders make the playoffs. No, they're gonna make the playoffs.
0: No, like the off <laughs> Past 30 seconds of the show has been
1: they're gonna go playoffs. No. <laughs> I'm tell I like I was talking to someone about the uh like betting on last night on the Monday night game, and I was not confident in the Saints to cover. They were like five five and a half favorites because John Gruden and these Raiders just find a way. They find a way. They exhibit A of last year. They got thrown into a complete hailstorm when the focal point of their offense just skipped town like literally right before week one. And what did it, what happened? What happened? John Gruden kept them somehow managed to keep this roster fighting to the very last week to be in the playoffs. They realistically looking at this roster from last year, they should have went three and thirteen. Like their their roster was not good especially like before we knew Josh Jacobs and we knew him, we didn't know he'd be good. Um, But just coming into this year, like the offense, I mean, Derek Carr, he's not like crazy good or anything, but he just, it just works with him. Um, I think that the focal points of the offense as of now is clearly Jacobs and Waller, which both of them have proven to be among the top in the league at their respective positions. Um, I think that can continue to be an effective mode of of offense, and the there are two main wide receivers who are both rookies, uh, Ruggs and Brian Edwards. I know they haven't led in targets, I don't think the past two weeks, but um, I believe going forward that they will be their their two main receivers going um, for the rest of the season. I, I mentioned before about rookie wide receivers; they take a little bit to you know, get their feet wet and get acclimated. So that I think they're going to continue to improve. Um, I don't really have much to say about the defense. Like, they really don't have, like, a stud in, like, who you can point to as, like, they're clearly – I don't know. As their as their savior there. But, like, I don't have much explanation for in, – in that regard, their defense. Because, like, again, you look at this their roster – they shouldn't be a playoff team, but I'm telling you, I think people think Gruden is too much of a meme and they don't give him enough respect. Like, what he did with this team last year I, it doesn't get talked about enough, and I think it's going to happen again this year, especially with the expanded playoffs. I think that they're bound for the to, to, sne- to sneak in at the seven.
0: Yeah, so I don't agree with that because I just think Derek Carr is limited. I mean, this guy, yeah, they they had a great game plan for last night. Um you know, I don't. I don't really know too much about the the Saints' linebacking linebacker core specifically, but you know they must have identified a weakness there and just targeted Darren Waller all night. I mean, I think he had 16 targets or whatever. Um, and don't get me wrong, I, I love Darren Waller a lot. Um, I have for the past year and a half, and I love Josh Jacobs. I was targeting him in a lot of my leagues. I was only able to get him in one, but you know that looks to be my best team so far this year. Um. But just Derek Carr is so limited. Like, I, I don't know I, what it, what it is now after week two, but after week one, he was he had the lowest. Um, what was the stat? I just I just had it up. The lowest average air yards per completion in the league. Like he just does not throw the ball. He, he doesn't throw a deep ball. Um, it's all so conservative, and um, you know that's only going to last for so long. Maybe they're just riding high on the energy of. Obviously, there was no fans, but just you know, opening their new stadium and it was Monday night football and they had a good game plan. I mean, the saints obviously don't have Michael Thomas and you know, they attacked them, their weaknesses on defense, but I just don't see that as a sustainable thing. Um, especially, I mean, they're going to be, you know, they, they're they not going to win their division. They have no chance of that. So they're going to have to be a wild card team. We'll, and, see. we'll see about that. Um, yeah. Okay. You want, we can bet money <laughs> on the Kansas city chiefs or the Raiders winning the AFC West. But, um, yeah, the defense still isn't good at all. I mean, you kind of alluded to it a little bit. You said they don't have a stud, but it just kind of works. But, you know, they let up, I think it was over 30 points to the Panthers. Um,
1: ah, week one troubles.
0: And then, and, then Michael, and then the Saints without Michael Thomas, they still, you know, score 24 points, which isn't it's that the much. Saints. The
1: Saints are – the limit of the 24 is not – that's, that's pretty good.
0: Defense is still an issue. I mean they play New England next week. New England's gonna score at least thirty points. Th- maybe thirty-five.
1: I don't care. Shoot out Derek Carr is gonna gonna get this done. He's gonna can't get shoot this it. Shoot it out. He seconds.
0: doesn't throw the ball far at all. You can't is dink he... you can't dink and dunk your way
1: into Why not? You can't. Drew Brees does it.
0: Yeah, Derek Carr is not Drew Brees. Why would you compare those two? You can't even put them in the same sentence. Maybe now you can, but um No, yeah, it just doesn't it's not the same.
1: We'll see, I think Gruden, Gruden is my favorite coach outside of Tomlin. I love Gruden so much. I I I, I miss him. Sometimes I I wish he isn't a coach because I miss him on Monday nights. But oh man, Gruden just gets me amped up. I mean, get me to do anything.
0: I know you love Josh Josh Gruden. What did Josh I just Gruden. say? John, Josh Gordon John slash John Gruden. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know you'd have to think like, you know we. Pittsburgh and Baltimore, one of those two are going to be a wild card, and then New okay. England and Buffalo, one of those two is going to be the wild card. So it's just really, I mean, Raiders. Right who else spot. is there? Then
1: who else is there?
0: I mean, let me take a look.
1: No one. Dolphins. I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to surrender the Dolphins to the Raiders. I don't know, but hey, I, I'm I'm not liable to that. If two is not in, then my prediction is void because that was all contingent on two of playing more games.
0: I don't know. I still really like the Chargers. They looked really good uh, against the Chiefs. Um, obviously, it came down to the wire in overtime, but I still like the Chargers a lot. I like them preseason. What do you think about Herbert? Yeah, he looked really good. He has a very strong arm. Yeah. Um, and uh, he can run the ball, too. Very underrated. He's he's very athletic. and. Um, I mean, I, he gets obviously overshadowed, overshadowed in this draft class by Joe Burrow and eventually two is going to get in there, but, um, you know, I, I, I like them. them. Um,
1: like, what do you think? Like, I mean, I know you have allegiance to Tyrod Taylor, but like, you I, think I, mean, they, I, I
0: like, I like Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor a lot. And I, you know, I think you can win games with him, but. But
1: I feel like they got to put it, they got to stick with Herbert now. I don't like, I think Lynn said that he isn't sure who's going to be going forward right now, but like, I don't know. Herbert played well. I think you should just continue to keep him out there. I don't know. Right?
0: No, I agree. I mean, he just adds. I like Tyrod Taylor a lot, um, but I do realize he has limits, and Herbert can do things that he that Taylor cannot do. So, yeah, um, yeah you got to keep him in there. And I think even with Herbert, they're they're a good team and a good defense. Um, you know, Clyde didn't look great against them. So and uh, week one, Joe Mixon didn't look great against them either. So their run defense is really good. Obviously, got a lot of talented guys in our defense, and um, the offense is good too. I mean, they've got a lot of solid pieces. So
1: I, I like the paper. Chargers a lot. Char- are always good on paper, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll but I mean they
0: they look they've looked good. So we'll I'm see. still I'm still sticking with the Chargers, and that's why. I don't know. Yeah, Raiders can be competitive, but I just I don't know.
1: They will make the playoffs. They may even get a first round bye. Yeah, maybe. Now I'm thinking about it.
0: Maybe. denver versus Seattle in the Super Bowl with Russell Wilson, 72 touchdowns. <laughs> um, True. All right. So those are our week two overreactions. Um, tell us what you think about them. But stay tuned here. We've got our extra segment uh, oh, I that forgot. I didn't know was happening until right now. I didn't either. Uh, totally unprepared for this, but we're going to give you. A solid five, uh, five minutes or so on, you know, the Thursday. Let's let's just call it our, our overall Thursday night football preview between the okay, Jack, uh, the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, what are your thoughts on this? And if, if someone is playing, you know, a showdown slate,
1: well, where would you go? I, are the prices even out yet? Yeah, they're out. They were out yeah. yesterday. I looked at it. And I built a lineup. I don't know if I'm going to stick with this lineup. Um, I got James Robinson in my captain's spot. Love me some James Robinson. He's looking <laughs> like the real deal. Where did he go to college? I Illinois forget. State. Illinois State, yeah. 4,444
0: rushing yards in his collegiate career.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he leads in all of FCS, right? Uh, something like that. Um, yeah. I mean, he's been producing. So, I liked his price, Um I don't know what his price – I and the captain spot. He's at eleven uh eleven seven hundred, so that would be what? Seventy eight hundred. That's his price. Uh rest of my lap I got definitely secured himself as the top a top two tight end in the league after last week's performance. You know who I'm talking about. You say it. Who is it? Who's a top two tight end in the league? Tyler Eifert. No. <laughs> Mr. Michael Gasecchi. This guy is incredible. And I'm so excited that he's getting he's getting a nationally televised game. This probably is his first nationally televised game, to be honest. Actually, no, they played the Steelers last year on Monday night. Um, I mean, I think he's a clear uh, waiver wire target in your fantasy leagues. Um, he's gonna he's gonna keep this up. He's gonna be among the elite tight ends going forward. Uh, so he should definitely continue to be on your radar. Um, I guess let's read the rest of who I got. I got Jordan Howard at forty eight hundred, Gardner minju at eleven thousand, Devontae Parker eighty four hundred, LaVisca Chanel, sixty six hundred. What's Devontae Parker's deal? He's, um, he, he was hurt, right?
0: No, yeah, but I think he's fine now. Yeah, um, I mean, he plays week two. I mean, he did really well. Um, first game, obviously, against going against Stephon Gilmore and. He exits at halftime, but in the first half, he did all right. I think he had four catches for, like, 48 yards, which, you know, not bad for a first half against right. uh, Gilmore. And then last week, he goes against Tredavious White for the majority of the game, and he he scored a touchdown. So, I don't think the Monte I Parker mean, scored a touchdown. Yes, he did.
1: Okay. That's good news because yeah, I so have my fantasy team.
0: He hasn't been, um, you know, elite, but he's been pretty solid so far in two pretty tough matchups. So, He should have an easier time against uh, Jacksonville this week, who obviously has a weaker secondary.
1: Right. Um.
0: I I I like uh, the lineup you've built out there, and you know Gardner Minshew, not just for this week, but honestly for the next month, has some very very intriguing matchups. I believe he plays Houston somewhere in there. Um, I'm going to pull it up, but I I believe he has a very good next, I think four games of matchups. So. If he's still out there in your waiver-wide in your fantasy leagues and um, maybe you have Carson Wentz and you're struggling at the quarterback position.
1: it's a whole other can of worms.
0: Um, maybe it's time to target Gardner Minshew. So he plays Miami, obviously, this week, then Cincinnati, then Houston, then Detroit. So four not-so-good pass defenses um, that Gardner Minshew is going up against in the next month. So he should be uh, locked and loaded there. I like, yeah, like I said, I like what you have. I don't like the Jordan Howard play. He has not looked good. Maybe his price is low. I don't right. really he know. He was
1: only 4800 That's why I had him in there.
0: Right. Um, and the Chennault is, is interesting as well. Um, but maybe Keelan Cole might be a better play. I don't, what's their price comparison?
1: Um, Chenault was 6600 I was looking at a screenshot. I'm going to pull it up now. Um, yeah, but Keelan Cole has been playing well. <laughs> I mean, do you have his stats on hand or no? Because, I mean, I, kind of out of nowhere, he's had a lackluster. I know last year with Garden Mitchell there really wasn't much chemistry there. But, like, I don't know what happened this offseason. <laughs> like.
0: So, week one, Keelan Cole had five catches for 47 yards and a touchdown. Last week, seven targets, six catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. So, touchdown back-to-back weeks. And going against Miami secondary, that – is uh, talented on paper, but has yet to prove that so far throughout the
1: season. Right. And I'm looking at the prices now. I guess I missed this Chennault six 6,600 Keelan Coles at 5,400. He's actually cheaper.
0: Yeah. So that's a $1,200 discount. And I, you know, Chenault's interesting and he, he could definitely um get in the end zone, but um, Cole's looking like the, the number two as of now. Right. So, yeah, I honestly, that pretty exciting game to be honest. I mean, yeah, I think these are fun teams and I think it could be an interesting, interesting game. I mean, I don't know how many fantasy players will be going in this game for your uh, redraft yearly leagues. Um, Maybe Minshew, maybe uh, James Robinson is definitely a start at this point. People might be putting DJ Chark in there and yeah, I don't know, maybe Parker Gasecki. So there may be a few guys, Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I I am definitely not excited for next week's Thursday night football game. Do you know what that is? No. You're going to barf in your mouth. Are you ready for this? Yeah. You're not going to watch it. It's going to be it's going to be Denver with Jeff Driscoll going against the New York Football Jets.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Like I could not like how could that could, could
1: Why, be What is wrong? That? Well, okay, I actually do get it. Everyone complains how the Thursday night games they just make bad games for Thursday night. But like the thing is like if that if that Jets Broncos game is on Sunday, like at one o'clock, as it like would be like no one's watching that? But like since it's Thursday night, like people are gonna watch it because it's the only thing on. So that's why they have bad games. night. It? it's just kind of annoying, obviously. Like just give right. us something a little more intriguing to look forward to on our on our Thursdays.
0: <laughs> I mean, I was looking at it a couple of weeks ago, and it obviously it was Bengals Browns, which ended right, up. Then, I I think that was I think that was a good game.
1: Um, like yeah, it it was it's good football games. It's just not like like headline teams like like this week too, like the Jags and Dolphins, and then it's fun Broncos though. Jets. Yeah, like I'm I'm but gonna Broncos, watch. Like, I, I'm gonna I, watch I, regardless. I, yeah,
0: I love the i I I love football, but just I don't know about that one. <laughs> I really don't know if I'm not if I don't have any fantasy implications. I don't know if I'll watch.
1: We're in five leagues. There's bound to be some fancy implications. i'm gonna watch the game. I'm gonna probably play do a draftkings uh showdown slate like yeah, I love yeah. this. I love this man right John Gruden
0: <laughs> all right folks um that'll do us that'll do it do us do that'll do it for the one hundred eighth episode of the Hogline podcast. Thank you for listening um comment uh your NFL overreactions
1: for week two, or dispute ours, Mine, or dispute ours,
0: um, or if you want to hit us up for some fantasy advice, um, you'll get either, you know, Mister Ten and O over here, myself, or you'll get Jack, who's having a.
1: a I'm five and f- I, I did I tallied up. I'm five and a five. That's actually that's actually good for me.
0: A better than average fantasy season for Jack. So yeah, um, you know, it was looking looking good. So you know, hit us up if you have any questions. Um, we're here to help you know, this is, this is my favorite thing in the world, fantasy football. So, yep. Oh so, yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to us on all platforms that you are listening on. Follow us on Instagram at hogline podcast. And um, we'll catch you next
1: time, folks. See you.